all right so last week we started our conversation victory at the gates somebody help me say it's victory at the gates let me look for two people tell them victory at the gates turn to your next neighbor tell them victory at the gates last week we began to unveil what gates are in scripture um we talked about the concept of of securing borders and 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 controlling what can go in and what goes out uh, and we we began to look at having representation in the place where it matters and we also said that a gate is the place where decisions are made a place where destinies are altered and we we started looking at the concept of the altar a location in the physical um a place a person a thing um, that has been instructed by a spirit entity on how to reproduce an atmosphere such that whether you are here, you're there or there, it really doesn't matter because the atmosphere is the same. And we began to see that decisions are made at gates and that the most critical of them will be spiritual gates where there is a council, a divine council and things are settled and then they just appear in our realm as thoughts. And somebody just wakes up one day and says, I, I just feel like, you know, I, um, for instance, the, the glory trail is not a feeling. There was a meeting at the gate and their lives, families. That, that's why many times we have to be careful how we measure impact in the kingdom of God. There is a decision concerning a person and a people. And then God just drops it, glory trail. Start here, then go here, then go here, then go here. You know, it's not random. It's not being creative. There are decisions that have been made and settled at gates. And having settled that today, I'm trusting the Lord that we can progress further um, and that um, what God has for us this morning, everyone will receive their own allocation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. I read verse 7. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 7. Wisdom is too high for a fool he opens not his mouth in the gate let's see this in the amplified let's see this in the amplified it says wisdom is is too high for a fool he opens not his mouth in the gate where the city's rulers sit in judgment where the city's rulers sit in judgment and and part of the things we settled last week is that there is a king also who understands altars and sacrifices and he has given the greatest biggest sacrifice of all and what that sacrifice has done for you and for me is it has secured a place for you at the table what that means practically is that as far as decisions concerning especially your life do you understand me if decisions are being made concerning Argentina and decisions are being made concerning Brazil, decisions are, are being made concerning Mexico or decisions are being made concerning British Columbia and you are not there on that table where the decisions are being made, a part of you may accept that uh, maybe I can miss the session where that is the topic. Maybe or maybe not. However, if the topic is your own life, you have no right not to be involved and not to be there because there is a seat there's a critical seat at every table and somebody has paid for your rights to be there do you understand it do you understand where we are going because this this really is is where i'm going to so he says that wisdom is too way too high for a fool he opens not his mouth in the gate my big question here is how did the fool get to the gate because you are there Everybody is contributing. You know, the more I read the scripture, the more I remember for political scientists and, 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 um, and political historians, there is a certain meeting in November. November 1884. How many years ago is that now? Next year, let me help you. Next year, let's make it easy. Next year is 2024. Next year, it will be 100 and what? 40 years. Right? 1884, popularly called the Berlin Conference. Anybody heard of the Berlin Conference before? 
where a group of people sat on a table and they put the picture of a continent on the wall. And the destiny of a continent was settled. In that room, there was no African. The only one African who expressed interest to go. By the time his message arrived with the British, he says that the people who read the letter, they laughed. We want to discuss your destiny and you think you should be here. <laughs> and what was settled 140 years ago is still affecting nations today. Guys, are you listening? Number one, the wrong thing is that you are not even represented at the table. A decision is being made. Lines are being drawn. Nobody even cares. Like Borders are being created on a table. And one hundred, the people that did it are long gone. But what they did is still alive. Can you see how powerful gates are? It says wisdom is too high for a fool. He opens not his boys at the gate. The only issue is that he cannot open his mouth. What the sacrifice has done for you, the precious sacrifice of the blood of Jesus is that he has given you a pass that now you have access Without their invitation, he has invited you. And he has brought you in. And he has given you a seat at the table. Now that we want to start the conversations, what will you open your mouth to say? Proverbs chapter 8 verse 15. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 15 and verse 16. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 15 and verse 16. Do they have it? Proverbs chapter 8 Verse 15, maybe I should pull it off from here. Proverbs 8, 15, and 16. Wisdom speaking here. Wisdom speaking. Proverbs 8, 15, and verse 16. Wisdom speaking says, By me, kings reign, and rulers decree justice. Is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible? It says that by me, please, will you open your heart this morning? Will you open your mouth this morning? Will you open your heart this morning? The reason is because the New Testament believer in Christ Jesus is a king and a priest. Did you hear me? Last week we were discussing altars. Altars are in the jurisdiction of priesthood. Today we are discussing kingship. Do you, are you understanding? Pardon my French. <laughs> It says, by me, kings reign. So, Christ has made us kings and priests unto our God. You now have a seat at the table. There is sacrifice at the altar. But you being on that table, there is an expectation that you will reign. That you will decree justice. It says in verse 16, by me the princes rule and nobles all the judges of the earth by me here he's saying by wisdom somebody say wisdom somebody say wisdom you know um first corinthians chapter first corinthians chapter one let's read verse 22 to verse 24 we live in a time where you have to trust the holy spirit to help you not to miss when the Holy Spirit is moving. If you cage how the Holy Spirit must look and how the Holy Spirit must move, you will, you will miss him. Did you hear me? It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says the Jews, they request a sign and the Greeks, they seek after wisdom. Do you know what this scripture means? It's talking about two kinds of people. There are people who, if you want them to believe, do something. Show power. And there are others, if you want them to believe, make it make sense. Do you understand? So, he's saying that God knows. You didn't make yourself. He made you. And he, has, he knows the, 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 the patterns that have sustained your civilizations. And now the Jews are constantly dependent on a sign. They need a wonder. They need power. He says, but there are those who are not really impressed with power. They, they, they want the logic of it. He says in verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. That's the gospel. 
the same gospel to the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, foolishness. Like, make it make sense. God became man. He lived. He died. He rose from the dead many years ago. And I can believe him today. And he will live in me. Like, can you hear yourself? <laughs> can you hear yourself? You, you mean you believe that? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, ma. I believe it. <sighs> can I plug something into this message that is not part of this message? Can I quickly plug it? Can I quickly plug it? Now, whenever, whenever you see an agenda being promoted... Ask yourself, what is the purpose of this agenda? Did you hear me? Now, what I'm about to say, some of you might not get it today. This message will be online. And you'll remember, PD said something like this. The proposition of the gospel is that God became flesh. He defeated death. He guarantees resurrection. And that you and I need faith to believe it. Right? There is another field today. That is preparing our minds with certain ideologies for its ultimate proposition. We live in a world where now there are some things that are possible today. That if you told someone who lived 100 years ago that it was possible. That's not possible. That's not possible. For instance, you know many of us use this. We even brought it to church. That to stay connected to the Holy Spirit, you have to be plugged in, Right? And we used it for a long time. Now there is wireless charging and it does not have to be plugged in. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying that science is evolving and it's evolving towards a goal. Before you begin to swallow its initial ideologies, it might be wise for you to consider what the end goal is. Because we are living in a time where the, we, are, we, are, we are approaching what scriptures call the end of all things. And even science, it needs to start wrapping up all of its development. So we've gone through various revolutions, industrial, civilization, and where we are now with technology and intelligence. Science is proposing the next level. Somebody say the next level. And that next level is, are there any anthropologists in the room? Homo habilis, Homo erectus, Homo sapiens, do, do, you know what I, do you know what I have just said now? You know it? Do you know what the next is in the line? Homo Deus. The evolution of humankind to become God. And the way that is going to happen... The, I don't even know where I'm going. Why am I going in this direction? The, the way that is going to happen is that we are going to hack artificial intelligence. And there are two ways that artificial intelligence is going to, to, to do this. So he's like, why does this what, what is this on a Sunday morning? I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Is that we will have super intelligent beings. There are people who are genuinely worried. They are saying if we create systems that are not even smarter than us, they are just faster. They are not smarter. Do you understand? Equally brilliant, but extremely fast. What it will take you a day to do, they will do it in seconds. What it will take humans months to figure out, figure it out in seconds. That is already scary. Let alone in improved intelligence and improved speed. Now, there is the proposition of transhumanism that we will now have that intelligence hybrided. Pardon my French, hybrid, whatever the past tense of hybrid is. Hybrid is not a verb, but I just verbalized it. Hey, they didn't see it, they didn't see it. I verbalized it by making it a verb. Hey, it's PD. Anyways, that, that intelligence will be plugged into regular humans and that those regular humans will have superhuman abilities and they will be able to live forever. They will conquer death and they will not need to die. My God, that is, isn't that faith? Isn't that what Jesus came to come and tell you 2,000 years ago? That's what science is planning for the next 200 years. Wow, that we will not die again. Somebody already defeated death. It's not artificial intelligence that will help us. It's not our medicines. 
It's not, it's not, you don't understand. Med, <laughs> you, know I'm a, you know I'm a researcher. I'm a scientist. Sometimes I read some journals and I just laugh. Because the Greeks, the, the sense they are looking for is foolishness. It says in verse 24, but those who are called, and those are the ones that have been sent to this morning. It says, but Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. That means in, in Christ you will see signs. In Christ you will see wisdom. We are, we are reaching a generation now, if it's not power, it's not God. And you are missing God. You know, some people attend uh, miracle services like Let God Arise, and they see a mighty display of God's power. And some are like, you know, this can be every service. This can be every service. But we know that as kings, Isaiah 33, it says that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability. The stability. Power is the surge that is supposed to get your attention. Wisdom will bring the stability. Stability. Please, if your appetite is that if, if, if wind has not blown, the Holy Spirit will not show up. You have missed him. He has changed lives. He has adjusted ideologies. He has brought answers. And people are going home transformed. And there you are saying nobody fell. Somebody say wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Can you give this to us in the CV? I want to show us something. He says Jews ask for miracles. Greeks want something that sounds deep. I really deep deep and this one we are coming to it at the royal service beware of people who have an obsession to be deep they will start saying things you'll just hear Deuteronomy is the fifth book Malachi is the second to the last five plus three seven <laughs> seven is the number of perfection and then Matthew is the first of the new. Somebody say the first of the new. Please stay with Jesus. Stay with the word. It's not rocket science. Jesus, Jesus, do you know Jesus' sermons? Five-year-olds could understand it. A man went to the farm to sow. And when the Holy Spirit now brings interpretation, he will say, that man is the sower. The seed is the word. The soil is the art. It's not the Y, the X. Demand the seed. Um, please, take us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 23, 24 in the CV. It says, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Church, can we say this together? Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So who is the power of God? Who is the wisdom of God? Who is the power of God? Who is the wisdom of God? I want you to sink in. Who is the power of God? Who is the wisdom of God? Proverbs 24, 7. Now let's dive in. It says the only issue is that the sacrifice of Christ has brought a seat on the table but if that person does not invest in Christ, the wisdom of God, they will have nothing to say. Wisdom is too exalted for an ardent, arrogant fool. He, he does not open his mouth in the gate. So power is deliverance. When it's time to come out of Egypt, you, you got to do power there. Deliverance is an act of power. But conquering and conquest is an act of wisdom. The Moses generation will need power to pull out and the Joshua generation will need wisdom to bring in and to bring stability. That's something that is lacking. Exodus chapter 1. Let's get into it. There are four things the Lord sent me to deliver to us in the brevity of the time we have left. And it's really a conversation about strategic representation. That we have somebody, imagine there's a meeting. Imagine, I'm just looking at this room now. So we have row one, row two, and let's bundle these rows together as row three. Is that fine? 
Is that fine? So, Pastor Matthew just sends me a message and says, oh, Dio, um, I have um, $3 million. Um, how many rows do you have? I said, we have three rows. He said, I don't want it to be $1 million per row. He said, I want it to be $3 million for one row. So how do we decide the one row? He said, just tell them to pick representatives. The ones who can make the most compelling case, you know, their row wins. So they have a meeting, quick meeting, and they, they, she's in front, so let's go with her. They propose as their representative. She's in front, they propose as their representative. And then he's in front, they propose him, and there are three of them at the table. So imagine all through the conversation, somebody is just quiet. You know when there's initial quietness? There's something my mom taught me. She said, the moment you open your mouth, the world will know whether you are wise or you are a fool. She said, but before you open your mouth, they will assume you are wise. <laughs> Even if you are not. <laughs> so there's a place for silence and quietness. But there's a place for opening your mouth. Because now the destinies of your rule hinges on what you say at the table. Guys, do you understand it? So there you are now. We are just waiting. Why is it your rule? Oh, PD, you know, this is the rule, you know. All the like people will, you know, make noise, shout the most, love Jesus down that row. Okay, okay, okay. Make a case, PD. This is the fire rule. There's a reason why we're in the center. As you are preaching, we are supplying with grace and supplication. I'm like, okay. And then we come to this row. Well, oh, you want to change your representative? <laughs> Now, 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 this is my point now. This is my point. Imagine being at the table and you are just there hoping that the results will be favorable whereas your representative did not talk. Somebody says strategic representation. And there are four things I've been sent to, to, to say to us. If you are going to operate that spirit of wisdom to bring stability and to guarantee the generations connected to you. Please listen. Exodus. Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1. Number 1, strategic planning. Somebody say strategic planning. Somebody say strategic planning. For some strange reason, Pentecostals have decided that we will be irresponsible. For some strange reason. If it's important, the Spirit of God will just show me. Why, why am I planning? Let's just flow. As the spirit leads. And I'm telling you that, that that same spirit is a spirit of planning. As we see in scriptures. Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7 to verse 10. Exodus 1 verse 7 to verse 10. Um, it looks like my screen. Your own screen probably. Or your screen too. Okay. So we have to pull up plan B. Exodus chapter 1. Are you there? While they bring it back up on our screens. Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. Is it on your screen? Okay, my own screen is back. Are you there? But you brought your Bibles to church, right? Okay, I'm back. It says, but the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. Isn't this a great verse? This is a verse that speaks about the benefits of power. That a sacrifice has secured a place for you on the table. It says in verse 8, now there arose a new king. Uh -uh. Please take it back. Take it back to verse 7. So they were fruitful. They were increasing abundantly. They multiplied. They grew exceedingly mighty. The land was filled with them. But there was a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Now, it does not mean that that king did not take history classes. It means the king did not rate Joseph. Verse 9. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more. And they are mightier than we. If it's power, they will beat us. But there is something we know that they don't know yet. Wisdom. So they brought strategic planning and made the people who were more to become the slaves. Make it make sense. Are you, are, guys, are you interested in today's sermon? It says, look, the people of the children of Israel, they are more mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely. 
shrewdly with them. He says, lest they multiply and it happens that in the event of war, they join with our enemies and fight against us. All of this was just combabulations. There's a cartoon like, like that, combabulations. <laughs> it is, that's just what it is. It says, let's deal shrewdly with them. Many believers don't plan. Many believers, when you have strategic conversations, what's the plan for the next five years? No one knows tomorrow. Only God knows. Because he lives. What happened to God's people that they could not convert their numbers to influence? How come we were more but we were less. How come there was grace upon our lives, but another group could subdue us easily with one policy? One policy, just one law, took, took out everybody. Have you thought about it? That if we don't begin to preach this in our churches and begin to challenge God's children to accept responsibility for dominion, we are one policy away from pss, one law. Just a few people in parliament. A few demons, or a few more demons, I should say. They didn't convert the numbers to influence. They didn't convert the grace to dominion. Wisdom says, by me, kings reign. By me, by me king's reign. Let's deal shrewdly with them. Let's, let's pass policies. You know what? And one day somebody just said, okay, you guys, you know, you've been living in Goshen and there's just this project and we need a couple of builders. And then we're going to make like some currency like policy changes and um, it's just going to affect like people who don't have this qualification. Uh, well, why are the people that don't have the qualification? The, the, the policy has defined its target itself up until uh, you guys will now begin to do this from like 9 to 5 and then when you close we need to sign you off why us? why not? well let's just do it at least we are alive it is from let's just take it let's just take it until a nation became slaves in, do you know they were not captured into captivity they were slaved in their own they were slavilized pardon my French in their own houses, status changed from citizen to slave. You don't, you, guys, are you seeing it? Because there was no wisdom. There was no strategic planning. Christ was only power to them. They didn't know that it was also wisdom. Somebody say strategic planning. You know, it was Jesus that told us in Luke chapter 14. Luke, Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to verse 32. It says, which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down count the cost whether he has enough to finish it he says lest after he has laid the foundation and he's not able to finish it all who see it will begin to mock him and say this is the man who began to build he wasn't able to finish it this is the real part that talks about strategy because strategy is a term really you use in warfare and in long term planning he says verse 31 or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able to with 10,000 meet him who comes with 20. Can you see the assumption there? It's not really a game of numbers. It's a game of wisdom. That's really what is there. It says in verse 32, or else, while the other is a great way off, he can send delegations and ask for conditions of peace. Say no blood drawn. This shows 31 and 32 in the Passion Translation. It says, have you ever heard of a commander who goes out to war without strategic planning to determine the strength of his army if we can win this war or not? Now for the believer in Christ Jesus, victory is already concluded for you. What you are, what you are really leveraging, the power of the wisdom of God is how to put things in places how to make decisions the next certification to get the next organization to volunteer at the party to sign up and it looks random to you 
until you discover that, guys, have you ever looked at your life in retrospect and identified that, my goodness, I look intelligent. I look like I can plan. The only thing I was doing was, I was just obeying the Holy Spirit. Do I have witnesses in the room? He is the spirit of strategy himself. He's planned creation and executed it. He's planned the age of the church. He's planned the end of time. He's been planning. He's planning judgment day as a project manager. Do you understand? Heaven, hell. We are, we are just busy obeying. And we look intelligent. We look strategic. How did you know that this was going to be the interest rate? We didn't know. We just obeyed. We just heard buy this. And we heard go there. Sell this. And we obeyed. Somebody says strategic planning. So if you're going to leverage the spirit of wisdom to make foolproof of the representation you now have. You have a, let me just tap your neighbor. Tap, tap your neighbor. Tell them you have a seat at the table. Tap them. Shake them. Shake them. Shake, you have my permission. Shake them. Shake them. Yeah. Tell them you have a seat at the table. Number two is strategic collaboration. Strategic collaboration. Now, now. Anybody whose life is going to be destroyed will most likely start that journey of destruction because of a friend. Many of you in this room, some of the most stupid things you've done in your life, it was in the company of a friend. Ah, the lipid, you just go on. No examples, just move on. Turn, flip your notes to the next page. You know the funny thing? When God is going to lift you and place you on the lane of destiny and uncuttable greatness, it is also going to be in the company of your friend. So when you hear that, it's like, you hear people say, I, I don't have friends though. I don't have friends. I don't even like, I don't talk to people. My goodness, when service is done, Royals, do you know your, your video made it? <laughs> your video has gone global. Some of you just carry your bag after service. I don't mm, people, mm, people. <laughs> people, I don't talk to people. People, guess how God is going to lift you. Guess. So, why foolishness will say, ah, people are dangerous. PD said, if I'm going to be destroyed, to be people. The wise are saying, God will lift me through people. Spirit of wisdom, show me the right people. And push me far away from the wrong ones. So that the ones that want to destroy, say, come, I have a business deal for you. And your heart is just not at peace. Bigger, bigger, bigger. Say, my brother, thank you. It's a brilliant deal. Especially when you begin to hear things like, now, now, now. This opportunity is time sensitive. It's going to close tomorrow. We need you to sign that check now. It is not for me. My God does not do haste. Even if it was a great opportunity and I missed it, it's a restorer. Don't come and rush me. Peter, you must do it now. We, must, we are going to miss out now. No, no we won't. Number two, strategic collaboration. Somebody say strategic collaboration. Time will not permit me to go back to Jehoshaphat, our friend from last week. Do you know, for some strange reason, Jehoshaphat had a good art. And he had a sentiment toward the king of Israel. Now, when you begin to see repetitions in scripture, it might just be a trigger for you. Go and check the meaning of this person's name. Did you hear me? When you are beginning to see that, like this Jehoshaphat guy, what's up with him? Take us to, let's scratch it a bit. First Kings 22 verse 4. It says, so he, who is he now from last week? Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight at Ramoth Gilead? Do you know where Ramoth Gilead was first mentioned? At the gates. So Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are. My people are as your people. My horses are as your horses. Jehoshaphat almost died in this battle. If not for the sure mercies of David. Guess what happens again with, his, his, with Ahab's son? 
2 Kings 3 verse 7. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against... Hello. Is he against us? At the time, at the time, Moab was paying, can we just call it special taxes, to Israel, not Judah. And the king of Moab just got tired. I'm not doing it again. So, the king of Israel was going to fight. He sent a message to the one who he knew had a soft spot. Hear me. There is a brutality of the spirit of wisdom that if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, that lesson is not lesson one and it's not lesson two. It teaches you as you become more mature. Because there is a person who has a good heart and feels a need to say yes to everybody. Yes to every good thing. Yes to my brother. She's my sister up north. Peter wouldn't have done it, but she's just, you know. The king of Moab has rebelled. Will you go with me to fight? This is what Jehoshaphat said. I will go up. I am as you are. My people as your people. And Jehoshaphat, when will you learn that your people are not necessarily your people? Your people are those who worship your God and serve your king. Your people are those you share values with. Your people are those who rate and honor your God. Those are your real people. Jesus was in a meeting one day and they said, your people are outside. Jesus said, where are my people? Those who hear and do the will of my father, those are my real people. Somebody says strategic collaboration. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. It says two are better than one. Two are better than one. If they will do greatness, they will do it greatly. If they will do foolishness, <laughs> they will also do it greatly. It says they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, one will lift up his companion. You know, there's an African proverb. I think it's a Zambian proverb, if I'm right. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. It says, what to him who is alone when he falls? He has no one to help him. It says in verse 11, again, somebody again. If two lie down together, please, I must explain this. Because some of you said, we were just, we were on the bed. We were collaborating strategically. Hello? You don't do that on the bed. But you do it on the married bed. Can you see the wisdom behind this? It says they will keep themselves warm, but how can one be warm alone? Whether for. But should I show you the real wisdom here? The real wisdom here is that your most important destiny ally should be your spouse. Let me tell you what that means. You have a friend you are praying with now, but you want to go and marry a cold Christian. So that when you marry your cold Christian, at least you and your prayer partner are still firing. But he's saying that your real destiny partner, your, your, I'm not saying you will stop praying with your prayer partner, but a spouse that cannot match that level, at least you should go deeper, ideally. But if you can't match it, you are not my spouse. I am sorry. Uh, you will slow me down. Can I have a volunteer, please? Please help me celebrate her. Please, please come, come this way. Now, if I want, just wait. If I want to go from there to there, if I want to, I determine how fast I want to go. I can either stroll or I can run, right? Now, if I say I want to run and she wants to stroll, the moment we have an alliance, then our pace has been settled. I don't determine the pace. She does not determine the pace. We determine the pace. So if I want to run, don't run. Just be strolling. That's the picture of a lot of people's destinies. You want to run, but the one you have, you have itched with is not moving. They are not moving anywhere. Okay, you try and run. Let's see. Oh, my... <laughs> Oh, somebody say, Omar. 
Can you see the lesson there? There's a way you can bully the slower party. And say, see, my brother, you, you wake up and pray. Why are you waking me up for morning devotion? If you're a man and it's your wife that is waking you up for morning devotion, you need to go. My sister, thank you. God bless you. Please help me celebrate her. My point is that your, your main destiny alliance is your husband, your wife, not your friend that you were praying with when you were single. I didn't say you should stop it. Continue that prayer. But now you have the real partner in destiny. It says in verse 12, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord. Can you now see that we've introduced one more person? We've brought Jesus into it now. And Jesus will only stay there when, when two of you if you are doing separate, separate. Jesus does not do He's not the author of confusion. He's not joining you there. Somebody say strategic planning, strategic collaboration. Number three, number three, number three is strategic development. One of the reasons why the fool is silent at the gate is he does not understand what they are talking about. You know, sometimes we're shouting, Christians need to get involved in politics. Christians need to get involved in finance. Okay, they need to get involved. Give us a believer. Let's put him there. So they put the person there. So wake up in the morning. The person does not understand the discipline of routines. Does not read books. Even Bible, we are, we are trusting God that you will read your Bible. No, is it not who is reading Bible you'll be encouraging to read books? Because, no, I'm being very, I'm being very, I'm, no, I'm being very serious now. Because every book must be filtered. You don't know the author. But it's a bestseller, right? And there are lessons there for you. So you cannot just say, it was written by the, the person who is a yoga Buddhist. I can't read it. It's your loss. It's your loss. But what betides you when you are reading it without the filter of God's word? So it's people who have read God's word. We are telling you, read books. Broaden your mind so that you can filter it through God's word. But Bible you have not read. Daniel chapter 1. Verse 17 to verse 21. Are you being blessed so far? Is the Holy Ghost Spirit of the living God, and He's the Holy Ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. Let me bring it up. And He's the Holy Ghost, the seal of the age to come. He's changing everything in obedience to God. Rearranging everything, rearranging everything. In obedience to Christ, enforcing everything. In obedience to Christ, is the Holy Ghost, and He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living. He's the Holy Ghost. Scepter, scepter of the King of Kings is the Holy Ghost. The seals changing everything, changing in obedience to Christ, rearranging everything, in obedience to Christ. To cry. Somebody say strategic development. Daniel chapter 1, I read from verse 17. While your screens are being watched, worked on, you might want to look into your own Bible. It says, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge. So who gave them? And skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. 
Hmm. There's a law there. Let's move on. It says, Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them. Who is doing the interview? Which king? Nebuchadnezzar himself did the interview. That interview, the reason why they were going to pass it was not because they will speak in tongues on that morning for God to touch the heart of Nebuchadnezzar. It's because the Spirit of God has given them wisdom and skill to be prepared to ace it. Can you see the difference? When we were on campus, there were two, two generally two ways people leverage the Spirit. There were those that said, we can do anything during the, the year. And when the exam is coming, the Spirit of God will show us the questions in a dream. Now, the danger of that, I went to med school. There is a lecture on the head. There's a lecture on the brain, right? There's lecture on eyes. There's lecture on ears. There's lecture on throats. <laughs> Should I continue? How many have I? Uh, we've not even we've not passed the neck. How many have we touched? You are supposed to study the whole body so that you can save lives in the future. But you've played throughout. Here you are now saying, Holy Spirit, show me. So let's assume, let's assume. The Holy Spirit now shows you. My son, question one, eyes. Question two, nose. Question three, throat. That's it. Now, somebody else was reading leg, reading knee, reading stomach, reading thigh, reading fingers. Read a little bit of eyes, a little bit of nose, a little bit of throat. Are you following me? The person who just read a little bit, that person scores like 60 because they did a little bit of ear, nose, and throat, right? You, here you are. Leg, you know nothing. Knee, nothing. You know, I know the truth because you saw it in a vision, right? Yeah, you are. You scored 90. And they call you best doctor. The only issue now is that you've been sent to somebody's community. You are the only doctor there. And nobody has any eye condition. Their food is good. All of their eyes work. Their air is clean. All of their nose is good. The only issue they have is they have knee issues. Knee, knee. <laughs> can you see why the Holy Spirit will not do that to you please I'm not ruling out God's mercy in all of this I'm not saying there are not people who have seen questions before I am a beneficiary <laughs> but the Holy Spirit does not celebrate laziness that's the point I'm making he will not watch you slip through then come and clap for you with, with answers no he will see that you've done your work now you need help can you see it it says God gave them it was the king that interviewed them and among them there was no one like Daniel Ananiah Mishael and Azariah therefore there, somebody said therefore they served before the king in all matters of wisdom understanding about which the king examined them he found them ten times better than magicians than astrologers I love verse 21 I wish we could read it together from your screen it says thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus how many generations of kings where did they get it from God gave them God gave them knowledge God gave them skill. They were readers. The king was asking them questions. What do you know about the war of 1402? And somebody will say, well, I have read multiple analyses of that war, but I don't think the queen was the one at fault. The lead commander had proposed at the meeting of this. Some of you are already bored now. You are already bored. And I'm saying there is, there is, there is, there is, there is a voraciousness that the spirit of God gives you you are hungry for knowledge because you have learned to see him in everything so you are seeing his beauty sincerely when I'm studying the human body I, I, am, I, am, I am it's worship for me I'm seeing the intelligence of a creator what kind of person arranges things like this what kind of person designs things like this my goodness and people are still arguing whether there's God or not only a fool who say in his heart that there is no God you can't see all of this proof 
Unless, of course, you are coming in a few years to tell us that man can now become God. Only that God already became man. Without AI. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. I might have to pull it up from here as they help us to fix our screen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. But the grace, but by the grace of God, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul was that guy consenting, persecuting, destroying. He found Jesus, his life turned around. He was given a seat at the table, but he said, No, Christ is not only the power, Christ is also. Hey, can you say with me? Christ is not only power. Christ is also what? So he says in verse 10, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not what? Do you know what it means? Remember what we read in Daniel 1. God gave them what? Knowledge, skill, right? And they were just like, we, we are different. We, we are different. We don't read. We, we don't study. We, we, we have the spirit that gives us visions at night so we don't study believer your excellence is worship did you hear me your excellence is worship your mediocrity is an embarrassment to the spirit of God it does not glorify God let's stop peddling let's stop peddling rubbish in the name of God we'll understand no no I am what I am by the grace of God and his grace upon me was not in vain I labored more abundantly let me read that to us in the Passion Translation uh, 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 it looks like our screens are coming up shortly let me read it to you it says but God's amazing grace has made me who I am and his grace to me was not fruitless in fact I worked harder eh? grace and work and hard in the same statement yes supernatural abilities I worked harder than all the rest yet not in my own strength but God's for his empowering grace is poured out upon me so how do you maximize wisdom for strategic representation number one strategic hey they've left the room everybody left the whatsapp group okay let's try it again number one strategic number two strategic collaboration number three strategic development and number four strategic spiritual deposits please rise on your feet our time is fast spent and we need to bring the service to a close have you been blessed someone see christ the power and the wisdom of god Changing everything in obedience to Christ. I want to pray first for someone in this room who is not born again. You are not sure that your name is written in the book of life. If the trumpet were to sound right now and the curtains closed, you are not sure where you will spend eternity. I want to pray with you. You might be in the room or you are watching us online. This is a decision that you have to make. Don't delay it. Don't say next week. Don't say next year. Today is the day of salvation. The reason why I'm doing this is because the spirit of God that indwells you is a spirit of wisdom. It's a spirit of wisdom. And part of what God told me is that that spirit is going to rest on many. Especially those who this has been your prayer. I want to know what to do. I don't want to be confused. I don't want to be like guessing, guessing. I'm the child of the most high guessing no and there are some of you here i don't know how god is going to do it because we have a few minutes for this but it won't take him a long time something is going to come on you you are going to become a completely different person some of you it will it will leak into your work 
you will sit down in front of confusing things and it will be clear to you. Some of you have exams coming up. You've tried it before and I, like, this, like we say, they said I failed it. I am telling you, you will go back and as you study, it, the lines will begin to connect to you and you will excel in that exam to beyond your own imaginations in the mighty name of Jesus. So if you're in this room, you've not received the Lordship of Christ, you've not said yes to his life, today is your day. In the room, watching online, I want us to say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. I believe you are alive today. And I ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I receive eternal life in my spirit. And I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Congratulations. You are now a part of God's family. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Please be sensitive. I believe this moment is the reason for this morning's service. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. I'm going to read. I'm going to read. Just open your heart. I'm going to read. It says, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full. Somebody say he was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands on him he said so the children of Israel they listened so your generation will hear you because something is about to come on you right now God told me this is the reason for today's service I'm already behind schedule time wise but someone today is your day it's changing everything let me bring the strings up. In obedience to Christ. Joe, you can leave the, leave the TVs. You can leave them for now. Just help me put your hand on the symbols. Rearranging everything. In obedience to Christ. The devil is scared. If your voice begins to resound at the gate, the devil is in trouble. So now you know why you've been fought. You know why you've been brought into a casual, normal experience. My God. Is the Holy Ghost is the spirit of the living God. Someone it will dawn on you. The spirit of the living God is in me. What? And is the Holy Ghost the scepter of the King of Kings. And is the Holy Ghost. All right. My God. Change in everything change in everything in obedience transforming everything in obedience to Christ realigning everything in obedience to Christ Uprooting everything. Uprooting everything in obedience. The time is now, just raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, I receive a fresh impartation of the spirit of wisdom. Confusion comes to an end today in my life. The next steps, strategic decisions. The next step, the next step. I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. Come on, just take 60 seconds and pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to pray for you after that. He's here. He's here. He told me clearly. He says, I will put it on them. I will make them wise. I will make them wise. I am turning on that switch. He says, They've seen my power at work. Now it's time for them to begin to operate in a new dimension of my wisdom. They will carry to their workplaces. They will understand my purpose in the earth, the salvation of souls, and bringing many to the knowledge of the truth. Now they are my agents. I'm ready to unleash them. 
I will send them to places. I will send them to rooms. I will give them access to doors. Some of them will be in politics. Some of them will be in entertainment. Some of them will be in business. Some of them will be in sports. Some of them will be in ministry. But wherever they are, I will be with them. I will speak through them. I will empower them by my spirit. He says, Joshua, the son of God, he was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses, the servant of God, laid his hands on him. So under this anointing right now, I lay my hands, my God, upon everyone in this room, an impartation of the spirit of wisdom. From the front to the back, from the left to the right, an impartation of the spirit of wisdom. Henceforth, you know what to do. You will be at the gates and you will open your mouth to declare wisdom. Wisdom is coming on you now. Some of you is coming stronger. Tangibly, you will know it. My mind has received an upgrade. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Spirit of the Living God, Scepter of the King of Kings the seal of the age to come the wisdom to advance my god clarity for the next level upon your sons and upon your daughters i'm seeing cobwebs and i see a mind that has been troubled by demonic manipulation by the authority in the name of jesus i forbid it i bring an end to that manipulation that confusion comes to an end from today you know what to do you know where to go you know what to do you know where to go you know what to do. They are conscious of who you are. They are conscious of your identity. They are conscious of the authority that you represent. Therefore God has either exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That are the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow. Every tongue will confess. My God. My God. My God. My God. He's changing it. He's changing the plan. He's changing the plan. Woo! Victory at the gates have arrived for someone. It's changing, changing everything. In obedience to Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we refuse to return the way we came. Let your hand rest. 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 I'm seeing the number three and I'm seeing five. I sense there are two more people that need to open, open up for what God has for them. So Father, my desire is for the five of us, not just the three, that your hand will rest and from today, the spirit of wisdom becomes tangible in its operations. It's coming on you. It's coming on you. It's coming on you. It's coming on you. For as many we will drink, he says this is the river. It's coming on you. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom is a real spirit. It functions a bit differently, but it's the spirit of the living God. It's coming on you now. bringing it in obedience to Christ alright that's it that's it I know it's a Sunday morning but we refuse to go back the same way that's it that's it help them help them he said five five help them I know it's a Sunday morning I know it's a Sunday morning help them help them your world will never remain the same your world will never remain the same. Your world will never remain the same. He says there are two that are pushing back. And God, I ask for the five. An endowment of your wisdom. An endowment of your wisdom. There are two more. You are the wisdom. Before time began, 
please if you have a language of the spirit just to be loud loud he's deploying you as a special agent not only with power it's not only guns you need you don't need only guns you need tact you need wisdom you are the wisdom before time began please help me put your hand on the symbols and into the wisdom before time began and you called us into and you made a plan that we'll leave and move and we'll have our being in you in you Woo! a fresh endowment just arrived ah oh Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before, before time began. Hold it. A fresh endowment just came. Father, Father, for the sake of the lives in your mercy, Father, locate this one. They don't look ready, they don't even look expectant. But for the sake of the lives, Holy Ghost. An endowment of wisdom an endowment there's a decision you must get it right you must get it right Holy Ghost you must get it right says the Spirit of the Lord you must get it right and I'm empowering you I'm empowering you I'm empowering you I'm empowering you Joshua was full I'm empowering you will get it right. You'll get it right. You'll get it right. Here's the spirit of the Lord. Yeah. Your name is ever great. You are the least before time began. Father, we thank you for what you have done this morning. As a few white men gathered on a conference table 140 years ago and determined the destiny of a continent you gathered your own apostles in the upper room and you sent your spirit thank you for your supply of your spirit wisdom Christ has been made unto us both the power and the wisdom of God Father we are grateful for what just begins to happen from now henceforth and every time the world looks at us and they celebrate our genius we will remember the only genius thing about us is that we have the spirit of wisdom and we will not touch your glory we will constantly return it to you we give you all the praise for in Jesus name we have prayed in Jesus name we have prayed come on jam those if you can if you can if you can jam those hands together give the Lord a big shout we hope you've been blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. to be a part of the giving you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.